Here we go, Seth. You ready to roll? Oh yeah, episode one. All right, welcome to the Bread and Wine Podcast, episode number one. Let's go. Fired up. Oh yeah. We've been talking about this for a while, and we're excited to to get this rolling, huh? Yeah, Jesus is uh, he's going fishing today. That's it. And that's that's our episode title. Yeah. So episode number one, Jesus goes fishing. What is the Bread and Wine Podcast all about, though? So we wanted to spend the beginning of this episode just kind of sharing our hearts for what we feel like led to actually start with the podcast. So you want to talk about that for a minute, Seth? Yeah. And I think you had the revelation kind of of what this was going to be called. Um, but just for me, the bread and the wine, it symbolizes something so powerful. It symbolizes uh, Jesus's body being broken for us, uh, his blood being poured out. Um, so there's this intimate uh, relational calling yeah. that we're wanting to help people dive into, into that relationship with Jesus here. Yeah. And I think there's there's more that over the course of this entire podcast, we will dive deeper into the elements of the bread, the pieces of, of the bread and the wine and different things like that. But that's that's awesome, man. So our like slogan, our question really that we're asking with this podcast and actually before I answer that, before I mention that, I want to say we welcome everybody to this podcast. We welcome those who have been following Jesus for years and years and years. And we welcome those who are like, mm, I'm kind of interested in Jesus. Maybe I don't like Christians or those who aren't even sure if they like Jesus. Like we just invite you just to come and hang out with us, listen, engage with us because we are recording this live on social media. So ask us questions, all that kind of stuff. But the question that we're really asking is what if everyday people began engaging the world like Jesus? Mm. And a lot of that is Seth's brainchild. So do you want to open up by talking about that? Bro. Yeah. And a big part of the podcast is answering that question and, and helping people, uh, everyday people realize that they have uh, all that it takes to live a life like Jesus. Um, and anybody, uh, we're talking about post office workers, uh, people that work at Sonic or up to the businessman, like everyone has the capability and opportunity to start living life like Jesus. And so we want to talk about that question. What even does it look like to follow Jesus 2,000 years later? And how can everyday normal people begin to step into that? I think it's like a banner cry and a, the cry of our hearts. I almost cry I mean, even thinking about this, that the, the kingdom of God really grows crazy and goes, um, just goes insane, bro, in a good way. Yeah. Whenever every day, when everyday people, when believers start standing up and saying, you know what? I'm going to love this world. Mm. I'm going to love this world passionately like Jesus did. I'm going to lay down my life for those who hate me, for my enemies. Mm. I, I, it's not the job. It's no longer just the job of the pastor or the minister or the clergy. It is everyday people standing up and going, like you said, man, like at my workplace, I am going to live fully for Christ mm. and I am going to j walk with him. And I'm going to engage people like he does and all those kind of things. It's, it's, it's the cry of my heart. It's the cry of my heart. We're going to have a lot of conversations about what that practically looks like on this podcast. What does it look like to be, you know, a factory worker and how do you engage those people? How would, how would Jesus, what would Jesus do? And for some of you, it might seem really scary, but it's really, it's not, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. It really doesn't. Yeah. And, and if you're hungry, if you're thirsty, 
if you're maybe sitting in church and you're thinking, man, is there is there more to following Jesus than just, you know, listening to a sermon every now and then? Is there more to following Jesus uh, than just, you know, a Bible study or, or an event based uh, type of relationship with God, which is a lot of mm -hmm. what our culture does is. Uh, our spirituality is wrapped That's up a in a once-a-week event or a certain time clock or period that we have sectioned off to be with God. But what does it look like to live an entire life yeah. dedicated to walking in deep relational connection with Jesus? And how does that change the world then around you if you begin actively doing that and actively pursuing that? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's a big question that I think a lot of Americans, uh, they want to find out how to do that. I think it goes back to, to that intimacy thing that you were talking about with bread, wine. And like that is a really big crux of what we want to talk about and where we want to go is to dive deep into intimacy with God. But I've seen in, in the church people that have great intimacy with God or, or say they do spend a lot of time in prayer and, and worship. Or when I say worship, I mean singing songs. That's not worship, or that's part of worship, but that's part not what it, that's yeah. not where it ends. Um, that do that, but then yet there's no heart for lost people. You know, there's no and like and I'm like there's a disconnect there. I don't think you can have true intimacy with God without weeping for lost people, mm -hmm. without weeping and and not only weeping, but then do playing your role. Everyone plays different roles. Everyone does it different ways, but using your gifts to engage, and that's another big piece to our podcast is we have a deep heart for the lost. Mm -hmm. We have a deep heart for helping everyday people overcome fears, overcome. I don't know what to do. I have lost neighbors. How, how do I talk to them? What can I, you know, what can I do to engage them is to practically help folks do that and overcome those so that we can, we can be the the church, the bride that, that Jesus dreams of. Yeah. And intimacy is a fuel for everything. And a lot of people, they say they may not understand that word, um, but really all we're talking about is this deep place of communion and union with God yeah. where you are in constant communication with him throughout your day. And his spirit, the spirit of holiness is helping guide your decisions throughout the day. He's helping you know what to do, how to do it, where to go and and how to go. Um, yeah. And he's he's intimately involved in every decision of your life. And God isn't just uh, part of a, a certain section of your life. Like, yeah. He's intimately involved in all of it. And so that, that deep intimacy is what even fuels that passion for the lost. Um, and it can get scary when you say, we're going to go reach lost people. Um, but I, th I think if we look at Jesus's example here, which we're going to do today, uh, we see that it's not as scary mm -hmm. as a lot of us may think it is. That's right. I mean, I think sometimes we have this idea that we need to have, and I've talked to many people like X amount of Bible knowledge, you know, if, well, what if they ask questions that I don't know, say, I don't know <laughs> and read the Bible with them. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's, I still say that there's times people ask me questions. I'm like, I don't know. It's okay. You don't have to know all the answers. In fact, some of the greatest people that I know that help others in their journey with God don't know God that much. They just know a little more and they can help bring them along. And yeah. they're and the, the thing is you just have we just have to be willing to step out and just go for it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a big piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. I just that, love I just that was my motto. <laughs> I know I paused because I thought Seth was going to go off for a minute because he's always like, let's go, baby, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. I mean that that's kind of my motto for life. If you're gonna know one thing about me, it's uh if, I, if I'm hesitating and I, I'm scared, and I, 
okay, that just means I just, just go and do it. That's right. Just go, just send it <laughs> as a, as the kids say today. I'm, I'm telling you, bro, the one thing that I've noticed over years and years of meeting every, you know, people every day in America of missionaries that are going out to foreign countries and doing all these works that we see or say are so heroic, hero, heroic, heroic. There it is. That's it. <laughs> I knew I messed that up. Um, man, the people that are really doing and walking with God are the ones who just say, let me go. Mm-hmm. They're not always the most, I'm just going to be real. They're not always the ones that have the greatest morals. They're, they're, they're ones that are just saying, God said, go do this. God has invited me. I think this is a good segue into what we're going to talk about yeah. today. God is inviting me on a journey. Yes. Yes, God. I will go. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know Jesus, if you're not a follower, if you've, if you've stayed this long on the podcast, know that that's, that's what we're going to read today. This is God's invitation. Mm-hmm. Even when you don't know him, even when you have a lot of questions, even if you're un- unsure, it's just, hey, come on, come, come follow me. Let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's spend some time together. Yeah. So Jesus goes fishing. Yeah. Um, this is uh, the scripture that we're going to be looking at today. And uh, we're just going to be focusing on these really three verses. Um, and it's in Matthew 4, and it's verses 18 through 20. And this is Jesus after he has uh, just been baptized. He's been tempted in the wilderness for 40 days. Um, and essentially, he's starting He's starting his mission. Um, and this is the first one of the first things he does. In verse 18, it goes, As he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and his other brother, Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. It's interesting because I think that for those of us who have been followers of Jesus for a long time, this idea of fishing for people in that phrase just kind of rolls off your back and you don't think much about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, oh yeah, go fish. Sure. We're, we're fishers of men. Let's, and yeah, I've heard so many cheesy slogans about that and all that. You know what I mean? Just to yeah. be real. But like, what an intriguing statement Jesus makes to them. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's interesting that he says, follow me. Uh, and the direct result of following him, the the cause and effect, if you will, of this is, I will make you fish for people. Yeah, like that, that's, that's huge. That's Jesus' purpose of following me uh, is so that they can go and fish for people. Yeah, and I, he doesn't say, and I don't want, want to offend anyone, but he doesn't say, follow me, let's go to church. Follow me. Right. Let's let's attend a service. Mm-hmm. He says, "Follow me. I'm going to have you engage lost people." Yeah. And Jesus fishing here is that's what he's doing. He is fishing yeah. for for Simon Peter. He's fishing for Andrew. He's fishing for men right now and saying, "I'm fishing for you. Let me. Sh- I'm modeling it right now. Let me show you what it's like. Come follow me, and you can do the same thing." Yeah. I'm getting fired up about that, baby. Me too, man. And and follow me like. That that is that has a lot uh, carried out with it, as we see in the entirety of Scripture. Like there is a cost yeah. to following Jesus, um, and everyone has to count that cost. But one thing I think we see about Jesus is he knew his mission. Yeah, he had a purpose for his life, and nothing was going to stop or thwart that purpose. Um, and he's inviting us to join him in that same purpose. Yeah, uh, even though it's hard, even though it's it's the hardest thing you will ever do. There's a deep calling to everyone to come and truly follow Jesus. Right. And, and what does that look like? You know, that's 
That's the question. Yeah. And I think that's stuff that we will explore even further. I just, I like how what you said there and like that Jesus is, Jesus doesn't preach a sermon to them. Right. Jesus doesn't, you know, have three points that he wants to make in a conclusion. Jesus simply invites him into his life. Yeah, that's true. Like that's, that's a big time. That's big time, man. Like he's just like, come on, come mm-hmm. follow me. It's interesting too, Seth, because in, in John, it, this it adds a little bit more information to this. Cause you might be thinking, Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Peter's just, you know, out there fishing and Andrew's out there fishing. And all of a sudden some random rabbi comes up and <laughs> says, follow me. It's not like that. If you read the uh, first chapter of John, you see like John the Baptist saying, behold, the Lamb of God's coming. And you see Andrew actually brings Peter to Jesus. But what's really interesting, I was I was talking to Seth about this earlier, is that John's crying out, look, here's the Lamb of God. And it says two disciples go to Jesus. And when they turned and saw and saw them and he, Jesus saw them following him, he said, what are you looking for? Hmm. Can you say, what are you looking for to people? <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's like he didn't, he doesn't go into a, a sermon. He just says, Hey, what are you looking for? Yeah. And it says that they say, Hey, Rabbi, where are you staying? So they have a question. Like, yeah. they're interested. Where are you staying? And Jesus doesn't give them an answer. And this is over and over and over in scripture. He asks more questions than answers that he gives. Yeah. He says, Come and see. It's not about being an answer person. It's not about, I think in our culture, we get this, like we need to get all the answers right. And following Jesus Mm -hmm. is I said the prayer. I got this right. I got that right. Following Jesus is an invitation into his life, his life and walking with him in his life. It cannot be diluted to a Sunday morning or a Sunday and a Wednesday night, or to be frank, you're not following Jesus. Yeah. Like as much as that hurts. and, and And I say that with as much humility as I possibly can be saying, I speaking to myself, I can't claim that I'm following Jesus if it's once or twice a week. It is an, a, an invitation to a life. Yeah. And I think something that our culture struggles with is having so much knowledge available to us mm-hmm. that we seek the knowledge in of Jesus instead of the person of Jesus. Yeah. But really, the, what it means to follow Jesus is not just to know about him, but to genuinely live in deep relationship with him. And I think you see this in every single thing that Jesus says. Uh, he's calling them into that relationship. He's not calling them to, to know a lot about him, to, to know what he likes right. or what he doesn't like. He says, come and know me. Yeah. Come and follow me. Come see how I live my life. I will model for you what it actually looks like to live into your creative purpose and design. Yeah. I will model for you what it looks like to be intimately connected to the Father. Come and let me show you how I do that. Along the way, I'm going to teach you things, sure. and you're going to get knowledge. But the most important part of this, let me model it for you, and you can step into that with me, and we're going to do it together. And I think that's the beautiful thing about what Jesus does on his mission. It's not until sometime later that Peter gets the revelation that, yes, you are the Son of God. That's right. Jesus doesn't even come out. He doesn't even directly say, hey, look, I'm the Son of God. I am Messiah. I am the Son of Man from Daniel. I mean, and go on to this thing and say, come follow me. He's just a, They just know he's a rabbi. And there's something different about him. Yeah. There's something yeah. about his lifestyle that's attracting them. And they're like, man, yeah. Okay. What about, and this is a great question. I'm thinking, what about, and I know you have this question. What about your lifestyle is attractive? Yeah. What about Jesus's lifestyle attracted some fishermen and tax collectors to go, <laughs> huh? What's up with this? I'm telling you, 
I don't, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's not going to church. Yeah. Though we need that, though, though being part of family and community like that is a vital part of following Jesus. You cannot divorce Jesus from his body. Right. Uh, at, it, it remotely. But the point is, there is something different, so much deeper about their lifestyle that uh, Jesus is that these people that are you know, living in the world, though they know that, uh, they're Jewish people, so they're not just like totally ignorant of scriptures or Torah or anything like that. But there's something about this rabbi that's really intriguing to them. Yeah, and, and I think it goes back to the question that we can all examine in ourselves is, what are you carrying? Hmm. You know, there's certain people that you meet in your life and you run into them and you talk to them and they just they just seem to carry something. Some people, they, they carry peace or they, carry, they may carry chaos when you talk to them and you can kind of feel that radiating off of them. Um, but I think there's a there's something that Jesus followers carry. And it's that sense of love, that that gentleness, that uh, there is something that is drawing me towards you yeah. because, because of what you have and, and what's emanating from your very being. And I think Jesus, Jesus carried this so well. He carried the love of God. Yeah. He carried the love for people so hard, so well, that they were so attracted to him. They, they wanted to know what he said. They wanted to know what his life was like. They wanted to know how to follow him right. and be like him. He was carrying God, you know, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's exactly what you're saying. And, and as he's carrying God and as he's intriguing, then he says, come into my life. Yeah. And I think this is one of the hardest parts for at least America. If you're like us and you live in America and you're listening to the podcast right now, one of the hardest parts for us is that hospitable lifestyle it's true. of letting people in. We have, we have our homes, which are our castles which have walls around them and a moat around them <laughs> and very few people can come when they do, or someone knocks on the door, we're like, who check is the, that? Check the ring doorbell. <laughs> yeah. That's why we have ring, right? Yeah. Let's see who it is. I better not answer. And it it's, it's a very difficult environment to walk like Jesus in because of that, because if we want to walk like Jesus, if we want to engage the world like Jesus, we're going to have to learn how to let our, let that guard down yeah and, mm -hmm. and and extend that invitation yeah i think that's a big part and and i think you're getting into another topic of like this secular and sacred divide where we we like to section off people in our lives for specific times mm. but what we're seeing jesus do is invite you do them that to me into all of it sometimes <laughs> like I, I have i've had enough of johnny i, I, I need to schedule john for two hours on thursday <laughs> The other uh, fat crazy, you're like, mm, let's make that an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's going pretty good. Let's, let's extend that, <laughs> but no, that, that's real. And and we do the same thing with God too. We kind of section him off for specific parts. But what would it look like if we began to live life in such a way that we invited people into such yeah. deep friendship and relationship that no parts of our life were hidden or cut off? Scary. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's part of it. I think in like... I've had this conversation with a, a lot of people. One of the challenges in America, at least where we live, we live in Tennessee. Yeah. And there is this thing called Southern hospitality mm -hmm. and people love it. Like you come down to the South and everyone's like, Hey, what's going on? How's it going y'all? And we're all happy. But one of the stumbling blocks or one of the walls even to crawl over is like many of us have to have our homes in yeah. spectacular you know, everything looking perfect before we ever would invite somebody over. Our cars looking extra clean before we invite someone to ride along. Yeah. And if we cannot get over that, 
Mm-hmm. If we cannot open our lives in the mess mm-hmm. and be real with people, then I think that that's one of the reasons that we have a difficult time. The church is having a difficult time with the people who don't know him, yeah. know, know the Lord, because, because we, it's got to be, like you said, scheduled at a certain time. We have to have everything perfect. And then they feel like, man, they've got to do things like that. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that, John, I think is that the most powerful moments I've had in my life are when I have been weak and vulnerable with others yeah. and they've been able to share in that weakness and vulnerability. And in the middle of that is when God moves powerfully. Yeah. And I think you see that that union, that communion, the brotherhood, the sisterhood yeah. of what the body of Christ was meant to be like really begin to take its place and flourish because you begin to love that person. Uh, they, they've experienced something like you. So now yeah. you can connect. Now you can relate. And now you can help one another uh, and truly love one another in that place Yeah, uh, like no one else can. Some of the most beautiful moments I've had – it's like I'm thinking back to uh, a guy who was going through a really difficult time with his marriage and his wife was filing for divorce. Mm. And we had a group of people and we were just getting together and we were studying uh, the scriptures. And, you know, we've all got our, hey, hallelujah, brother. You know, everything's <laughs> happy. And he just broke down. Yeah. He just broke down, began to weep, began to cry and began to say, I'm hurting so bad. And mm. like, he's not someone that would normally share this. And you should. Everyone in the room is weeping, is crying, is is confessing, I am too, we're going through a tough time in my marriage yeah. or whatever it may be. And it was that openness and that brokenness that allowed other people to go, oh my gosh, I can do this too. Mm-hmm. And it was just, and, and it wasn't, and at the end of it, there was, I mean, it took time, but there was, there was healing that was starting. Yeah. Now it would be a long process, but there was healing that was beginning at that moment, but it started in someone being willing to open up their life. Mm. And be broken around others, and if we can grab a hold of of that, man, I think that that's just an attractive thing. I think that's a big piece of what we're called to do. Absolutely, and it's real. It's authentic. Yeah, and people are looking for that. They're looking for that. They're hungry for it. They want it because everyone's got a mask on. And I think one of the attractive things about Jesus was he didn't have a mask on. Mm. When you looked at Jesus, you saw Jesus. Yeah, and there. To follow him, I think, is to begin to take off that mask and say, this is me. This is who I am. This is my mess. This is where I'm broken, but I'm being healed because I'm following Jesus. Do you want to join this journey of healing with me? And we can do it together. That's right. It's not a license to go be sinful and do whatever you want or anything like that. But it's a. I just know that there's been people who have been in my life who have been able to say, I can tell the difference in someone who's really following after Jesus Mm -hmm. and screws up and is open about it and is broken about it. And someone who is just playing like they're faking it or people who are just like, I'll follow Jesus, but I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. Like there's a difference in like Seth's saying in that authenticity of saying, man, I'm following. I screwed up there. I, man, I just cussed this dude out because I was just angry and it wasn't right. And then I go to him or her in love and apologize. And people see that and go, wow, like there's something they know you shouldn't have done that, John, but there's something real there that taps into this, this God crying out yeah. in there. You know what I mean? This, 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 this thing, I don't, uh, I hate, I don't want to say a hate the God shaped hole mm-hmm. analogy. It's not that, but it's, it's actually literally like God's spirit 
ministering to their spirits and yeah. crying out, this is real. This is what life is about. Mm. Yeah. And I think part of that too is what we see in Jesus is he, he recognizes that everyone has that in them, mm -hmm. that this, this tax collector has it. And these, these regular fishermen dudes, they, they have this uh, genuine heart in them. And Jesus sees that and he goes after it. Yeah. And, and he wants to draw that out. And I think that's the beautiful thing about God is when you start really following Jesus is he draws out the real you. Yeah. And all that fake, all, all the stuff that you're trying to be, all the people pleasing, uh, all the, all the stuff that you're trying to match up to it, it, it begins to fade away yeah. and you start to become the real you. And, and that's what we are as fishermen. We're recognizing the potential in someone to be themselves mm -hmm. and we're helping them become that through following Jesus. That's the invitation. Like that is like invite. That's what Jesus says. Like invite people into your life. Yeah. If, if we want to engage the world like Jesus is, we've got to invite them in and we, we have to be intentional about it. Yeah. If you're going fishing, what do you do? Mm -hmm. You get a fishing lure, you get a pole or you get a net or Jesus would have grabbed a net and you go out to go fishing. Yeah. So that means as I'm living my life, as I'm going to the grocery store, as I'm going to the gym, as I'm going to school, am I intentionally living in Christ, with Christ, in union with Christ? And am I inviting people to just, hey, bro, do you want to go grab coffee? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, do you want to come over and hang out at the house? Do you want to have dinner on Friday night? It's that simple. Yeah. And that's where it starts. And we'll go deeper and deeper. Yeah. But I think that's a that's a good place to start. This week, like I want we want people to not just listen to the podcast, but like actually live this thing out. Like we're not we don't have it all together. Mm -hmm. That's right. Like we we we're we're on this journey. You know, so we want to hear your successors. We want to hear your failures. Yeah. You're gonna hear a bunch about our failures <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I'm mean, even this week I was a little I was discouraged. Yeah, I mean, I, we've been trying to live this thing out and it's it's up and down. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. There's great moments where people are like coming to know the Lord or they're having these moments where they're praying to God for the first time or they've read a scripture for the first time and they're weeping and it's so beautiful. And then there's times where it's like they stop answering our calls. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> we're supposed to get together for coffee and they ghost us. Yeah. And we're like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, what's going on? And so it's ups and downs, but but it's good. Yeah. It's a, it's good. Jesus had that happen to him. It's true. It's One true. of his deepest intimate followers stabs him in the back. I mean, yeah, that's pretty awful. It, it's, it's true. And I, I think all this calls for boldness. Uh, it calls for us to step out of our comfort zone. In some instances, in some instances, you've got people all around you that you already have relationship with that uh, might even be ready to follow Jesus. They just haven't had anybody help them. Yeah. And so you don't even have to step that far out of your comfort zone. No. You've already got the relationships with these people, and it just takes a simple ask, come over to my house, and let's read the Bible together. Uh, but, but sometimes maybe you, you you don't have a lot of non-Christian friends, or, and that's, that's a reality in America is where we get into this kind of church sure. world, and we get 20, 30 years down into it, and all of our friends are Christians. Um, and everything we do centers around going to, you know, Bible studies and stuff, which is fine. But another question we want to ask, is how can you begin to intentionally engage the lost in your world? Because that's what Jesus did as a fisherman. Yeah. Where are the lost people? Where are the lost sheep? How can I go to them and befriend them and love them and begin to, uh, invite them into my life and, and become part of theirs? 
I think that's a good question to end it on. Yeah. You know, it's like we're we'll, we'll, you need to do some cliffhangers. Yeah. I'm watching Lost again. You know, when the when the when the, <laughs> when the episode ends and you're like, I, I want more. Uh, it's more interesting. So let's let's I'll pray about that. Think about that question. Um, think about is there any intentionality in your life in this area? <clears throat> There's so much. Yeah. There's so much. Let's uh, Seth. Do you want to pray for us as we we end this bad boy? Yeah. Yeah. Let's pray. Um, pray with us as we pray. This is an invitation to be intimate mm. with God, not just to listen to some dudes talk. This yeah. is an invitation to you uh, to be intimate with Jesus. So pray pray with us and, and listen. I was going to say, and if you've never prayed, yeah. pray. Like, try it. Just try it. Try it. Lord, uh, we thank you that, Jesus, you, you fished for men, and you looked for people that were broken, that were hurting. Um, we live in a broken and hurting world, and there's people all around us mm. that, that are crying out for help. Even if they're not doing it physically, they're doing it spiritually, and, and they want, they need someone to help be that bridge to connect to you. So, Lord, as I, I pray for every person on here that all of us would know where you're sending us, where you're telling us to put our time, uh, and how we can prioritize being intentional about mm -hmm. doing that. Lord, I pray for deep intimacy with Jesus for everyone on this podcast, mm -hmm. that they, their lives would go deeper with you than they ever have. Just deep wells, rivers of living water would flow from deep within them, mm -hmm. and they would experience the, the gaze from Jesus, the intimacy, the love uh, that you were pouring out over them every single yes. day with everyday people in Jesus' name. Amen. If you enjoyed this podcast, we invite you to subscribe to it. Go and rate it. Um, and join us next week, I guess, huh? Yeah. All right. See you next time.